0: This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. For a look at books on Koinonia, and I want to start with just a few sentences here. There once was a hurt and broken person who had experienced a lot of pain and suffering in his life. He was at his wit's end. Indeed, he wanted to end it all. What was the point of going on? Why bother? He was ready to give up. He was done. But he decided he would take one more crack at solving his problems before ending it all. What did he have to lose? And so his new journey began. That is the opening salvo from Tom Gehrig's book, The Problem Solver. It's book two in a series, the first, Settle It and Be Blessed. Tom Gehrig, welcome to Koinonia.
1: Tom Brown, I'm glad to be on. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: I am so excited to talk about this book on several different levels, but let's start with a little of your background Uh, I guess there's a precedence that's been set, and yes, I'm using attorney language with your background for writing books, but this book is something different, and I'm excited to share it with my audience. But Tom, first give us a little of your professional background.
1: Well, I've been, uh, it it was after 30 years of, I, I tell people, i I spent at least 30 years at the crossroads of human conflict, which is really the courthouses, the arbitrations, mediations, counseling sessions. And when I felt God led me to to write the first book, Settle It and Be Blessed, um, which led me to writing the second book, The Problem Solver. And all of that came from years and years of helping people mediate their conflicts, problems. And as you know, I'm involved in the Dream Center, so it's also things like drug addiction and personal problems, marital problems, everything else. So literally, it's it's for everything.
0: Well, we are delighted. We have uh, lots of people in the audience that attend Phoenix First Assembly, Tommy Barnett's church originally, Michael Barnett starting the Dream Center there in L.A. And yes. uh, we have a Dream Center here that is thriving, not the uh, complex and the uh, uh, the uh, massiveness of what is in L.A., but it is growing here in the Valley, so we're delighted uh, for all of this. And it, com- it comes through in your book. You you know these characters that you uh, are right not writing about, but writing through, I guess would be the better way to say it. Correct. Correct. Uh, very, very well. They're all believable characters. Um,
1: they are, in one way or the other, Tom, you know how it works. They are real characters. My... My pastor is Matthew Barnett here in Los Angeles. His father is Tommy, and I consider Tommy my pastor also. I've also been blessed to be their lawyer over the years. And uh, and in The Problem Solver, uh, some of the action, if you will, it's an allegory, uh, the action, if you will, takes place at what I call in the book the Outreach Center, which is definitely inspired by the Dream Center. I could tell. And... And, and so these over, over 17, 18 years since I've been there, working with the people that, you know, we take off the streets and come through the Dream Center, you counsel a lot. And so, yes, all those stories in one way or the other are real stories. And as you know how it is. Like when I mediate a case, one of the reasons you're a good mediator is you've already mediated a you know four or five hundred like that. So that's how it works.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the uh, this book as literature first because I, you know, I read upwards of a hundred books a year. Where I do the book review program, obviously, um, uh, the talk show here on Koinonia, but uh, and I I remember I can't remember who it was. I wanted to quote them, but I can't remember who I learned it from. But one of the things they always said, before you can break the rules, you have to know the rules. And in this book, it was delightful. Some of the just out and out, I don't want to say thumbing your nose at some of the literary rules, uh, but it was very, very engaging and just kept me uh, in. I, I happened to read this on my Kindle. it I, I wore the battery out. Uh, had to go recharge so i could finish the book the next day i really really enjoyed the the literature aspect of this book it was phenomenal I, what gave you the idea to write in such a fashion
1: well i'm, I'm sort of like a, a brother lawrence christian hmm. um, and for some of your readers and uh, your audience might have read the uh, practicing the practice uh, or practicing the presence of the lord but all I can tell you is, is, is uh, I've lived this life of counseling people, and I just felt God really showed me how to write this story. I can give you a couple examples. For starters, when, uh, when you deal with people that have the major, major problems, it's weird because it's, it's sometimes good news. Why? Because those are the ones that will really do what you ask them to do to change. Mm-hmm. which is why my first book, Settle In and Be Blessed, the subtitle, When You're in the Fight of Your Life. And definitely with the problem solver, when their back is against the wall, that's when you can really work with them to change their life. So so I got people to journal. And I in the book, the problem solver, I call it chronicling. Mm-hmm. Why? Because what they write in there is not like diary stuff. It's what they're going to do to change their life. It's almost like... If it fell out of their briefcase and somebody read it, it would be okay. Why? Yeah. Because it'd be like Tom Brown. It'd be like you. What are you going to do to really change the world in this upcoming year, to change your life, to do the right thing, to do the best thing, to do the good thing, Etc. Etc. et cetera? So the book is an allegory, but it's an allegory from people's chronicles, in essence. Yeah. And one of the things you're talking about, which really speaks to my heart, and I'm Appreciate your thoughts; they've blessed me. And is that it's really third person until the end, and it switches to first person, and then the people themselves tell you their story.
0: Mm -hmm. I, like I said, from a literary standpoint, I wanted to make sure and talk about this. Uh, I don't normally do that; normally, I just keep it to the content. But this is such a uh, a fabulous and delightful way uh, to unfold this story. I, if you're a fan of, uh, of reading books, you need to read this book just because of the style and uh, wonderful presentation that Tom Gehrig's uh, The Problem Solver comes across. Now, I quickly understood that you had a background in litigating because of the way and the setting. And uh, also, once I found out about your connection uh, with the Dream Center, that became very obvious. Uh, one of my questions was the reason you call it a chronicle over a journal, and I thought you explained it very, very well. And in fact, I am uh, I am kind of using that as I'm approaching 2016. My wife and I were going to have a conversation about what do we really want, uh, you know, God to do through us this year, what do we want to do for God, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, using it in that way, you know, journaling—that's yeah, a, a different, a little bit of a different animal. And I think you do a great job of explaining uh, through demonstration the difference in the problem solver. Now, one of the things that uh, uh, just struck me is, I, I, you know, I'm a very uh, logical thinking person. I thought you were wonderful, and I'm sorry I continue to gush here, but I thought you were wonderful in demonstrating. People that don't have it together are not logical, but you presented it in such a way that it was very tangible and very real uh, for the reader. I hadn't experienced hardly any of those people's lives personally, but I felt like I knew them when I was done.
1: Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that thought. I, um, I, I, if I can quote Blaise Pascal, who's you know the 17th century French poet. He. Uh, a poet and, of course, Christian, and he said something that's very, very important, which is a subtle, although not quoted, theme in The Problem Solver. He said that, and this is an amazing thought when you think about it. This is Blaise Pascal from his book Ponce. written, I think, in 1670 or something, a great Christian thinker, and he said that all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Hmm. and one of the things he was saying i try to indirectly but i touch on in the problem solver is there's tools in there for people to settle their problems and i remember 30 years ago in court there were many people willing to line up and say tom wow you're so smart or whatever nonsense they would send to uh, say to me we'll pay you 400 dollars an hour to give us your advice and How many of those people I finally said, you know what, just go home. Yeah. Turn an hour over to the Lord. Be quiet. Ask him what he wants to tell you. Write it down and keep a journal or a chronicle of it for a week or two and come back and talk to me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So why 30 years later, to be blunt, 36 years later, Has that always worked out, especially if they do it? Mm -hmm. Why? Because if you go that extra step, God will talk to you. I got to the point, Tom, where I would give them an egg timer where you can go ratchet, 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 click, 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 put it on 50 minutes like a counseling session. Let the clicking remind you that you're in a counseling session with the Lord. Ask them whatever the issues are that you want to talk about and write down what you believe he is telling you and then do it the next day and then do it the day after and come see me in a week and you tell me whether you've heard of anything
0: or heard what you should be doing.
1: We're but, talking 35 years later of doing that
0: though: Yeah. It's fabulous. I highly, highly recommend that everyone in my audience get a copy of The Problem Solver. You can get it at Amazon.com. You can find out more at TheProblemSolverBook.com. That's the TheProblemSolverBook.com. And as you and I discussed, Tom, we're going to do some giveaways as well. So uh, delighted to have you on. Going to have to have you back. And now you've whet my appetite that there's another one coming. Yeah. All right. Gotta, uh, we'll just, we'll just uh, make plans now.
1: Well, I'd love to come back, Tom, anytime, and uh, love any opportunity you ever have for call-ins and things like that. I really enjoy those
0: opportunities. Think you're really going to enjoy the problem solver. Make sure, and uh, well, you know, you may even want to put it on your uh, Christmas gift-giving uh, list. You can uh, get the book at Amazon. Uh, just type in the promise. Uh, let's see, the problem solver, and uh, it'll it'll come up there. I, I actually. I have it on my Kindle, and I'm on my second read-through. Not only is it a great, fun read, it's also very, very helpful and instructive as well. Uh, Tom Gehring, the problem solver. And uh, I will be having some giveaways uh, over the next uh, several days, uh, weeks, actually, uh, into the 1st of December. So make sure and uh, be listening for your chance to win the problem solver, Tom Gehring. Don't forget, you can enter your uh, chance to win part of Ramsey Solutions and Chris Brown's True Stewardship $100,000 cash giveaway. That's right. You can enter once each and every day. Find your entry at faithtalk1360.com, faithtalk1360.com. For questions or comments, please email Tom at faithtalk1360.com, that's Tom at
1: FaithTalk1360.com.